Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest. I'm your boy, Andy AC. We're going to dig into eBay tonight and look at the latest sales for Ryan's store, man. We got Ryan Haslip from Rhinoverse coming back on a, a much anticipated second episode tonight. And we're really going to dig into uh, how to get started, man. He's been ripping. I I'm telling you guys what, this guy is not slowed down ripping. Certainly hasn't slowed down ripping. He's going to give us a little breakdown of what he's pulled from the latest optic hobby and retail boxes, plus other new stuff that he's picked up. And we're going to talk about how to prioritize all the stuff that he's got, help him get started. And by the end, we're going to have a call to action, a little homework for not only him, but for myself, this is something I struggle with. We're going to talk about one of the biggest struggles as a, as a as a flipper and talk about, you know, should you sell certain players that may not be on the top of the hype index right now? Because there's a lot of different variables that go into that. It's a kind of a complex formula. You really have to take a case-by-case -case basis. And we're going to talk about exactly which variables those are and, and, and look at a few cases, examples, and Hopefully that'll help some of you guys out there as well that are big time box rippers that want to get and become card flippers to fuel your PC. So let's dig in. Ta-da. Hey, welcome back, Ryan. Uh, so you and I have been talking since the last show, episode one, you were, you were messaging me about, uh, setting up the shipping. I think you were making some templates. And from what I remember, you actually sold a couple downtown or a couple, right? Downtowns. Was it downtowns? Yeah. A couple yeah. of big cards. So, so this year, um, and these were from blasters. I've pulled a total of six downtowns from this year's, uh, uh, series which just is insane. Um, like I said before, I don't know what the rhyme or reason was it, to it was. I found, I knew I found one at one store. And so I just knew that I didn't want to go back to that store because I must've gotten the one from probably that case that store got. Or, and so I always made it a, 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 a habit to go to different stores um, to just give me the opportunity. But I pretty much went to each store and found one from each store that I went to. So six different stores is pretty much where they all came from man you are <laughs> dude you are one incredibly lucky dude so and those were all based honors right those are based honors yeah yeah based on us came out of blasters um and as someone said the last last one i should have uh i should have uh gotten i uh, um should have gotten a uh a lottery ticket but i think i burnt out all my <laughs> luck on the downtowns so you know touche <laughs> So since then, have you gotten any uh, optic? I know you and I were talking. You said you were going through a couple optic hobby boxes. I think you also got some optic, like right as it released into retail. I'm not sure how you do it, but uh, I, I want to hear your experience from the optic that you've ripped. So yeah, I was surprised because I kept watching optic, and it was uh, like my guy that at the shop that I that I work with or deal with, or however you want to say it. He kept telling me that, you know, we were looking for a certain day and he got pushed back. And then, so I was just kind of keeping an eye out. And then uh, I went to the, to one of the Walmarts or Targets in my area. And noticed, oh, it was Target. And noticed that they had put out optic. I'm like, huh, these blasters came out before the hobby boxes come in. And I actually called a couple of friends of mine or texted him and said, have you ever seen the retail come out before the hobby? And I guess that does happen here and there. 
Um, I don't know why it happens like that, but uh, it definitely happened this time. There was, and it wasn't that many stores that had them out. It was just a few here and there. But then once the once the hobby boss came out, then I noticed that there was pretty much there was it was a lot more out there. And then yeah, I got yeah, and I secured three hobby boxes, um, and I used trade ins to get that. So basically, the store that I work with, they take. Uh, uh, they'll go through, you know, product that I have or pulled from different places and being, I'm in Houston, they have, they pull for certain collectors that come to them. So they have certain people that come to them that are maybe like LSU fans. So they're like, you know, like Burrow and, and some of those guys, um, or maybe they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, Louisiana, uh, Saints fans, which I can't wear, can't wait to get rid of them or even the Texans stuff. So, you know, they're looking for product that is going to sell in their store that might necessarily be the most hottest product out there. So it's really nice to be able to steer that mid tier product and trade for uh, opportunities to get in a new, uh, new, new uh, boxes and new uh, like, you know, current uh, product. Got to keep the, got to keep the, uh, the product being recycled, keep that new stuff. Cause we see like, dude, Right. I was watching a Brock Purdy Optic Hollow right before the stream. It ended in auction. Um, I can pull it up. It ended in auction for $50. I felt that was kind of underpriced based on wow. all of the retail boxes that I saw ripped on YouTube. I saw guys go through entire cases of Optic Blaster boxes and pull very few Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, even Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell stuff. All those quarterbacks are relevant from last year's draft class and i'm like 50 dollars that's almost the price of a blaster but like why just go straight to that you know what i'm saying so i was like man but i remember when the product first came out that same card and and nothing actually the news has gotten better for brock purdy but that yeah. same card when the when the set uh, came out was like 150 dollars. it's like three times as much and it's kind of cooled off so i know when stuff initially comes out, it's like people do pay a super premium for it right away, you know. Um, and yeah, to your point, you know, it, I, it, last time you were like, "Hey, you want to try to push the the uh, the um, uh, downtowns from the from the Donruss uh, uh, base set out first before the optics." So as soon as you said that, it made complete sense. I was like, "Yeah, I need to try to get these put up." The only thing I have left from the from those that I do have. Uh, is a Josh Allen and a Kenny Pickett. Now, the only reason why I probably have the Kenny Pickett is because I hadn't put it on eBay as of yet. I had a couple of folks that were looking at it, but they were coming in really low with their offers. So, uh, and they were trying to get, work in some trades, and it just didn't make sense on some of the trades. Like trying to trade me for like a like a Desmond Ritter, which I'm a Falcons fan, but I'm not goofy. Um, so I was like, it was, yeah, it's trying to make it kind of somewhat even or whatever. Um, and so, uh, I, am going to be posting that one up here really soon, but, um, the, you know, to to your point, the only one that party that I found was that was the purple version of it. And that comes out of blasters. If I'm not mistaken, uh, only the blasters get the purple, um, purple shock. It looks yeah. like a shock. Yeah. So, and it's not numbered or anything like that, but I didn't get a lot of, uh, uh, party, uh, even the base card, I don't believe. I think I, you know, I did get a few, but not a lot. Out of two boxes, I've opened two hobby boxes thus far. Two boxes, so yeah, definitely a lower print. What about Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett, um, I have picked up some some unique Kenny Pickett ones, and and I have a pretty good collection of of Pickett uh, because I've found uh, some of his stuff. I'm trying to see what I've. So this is one of the well, this is a cool burrow. This is uh, out of ten. 
So, my house now is that serial numbered at all or yeah it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's one out of ten this is number uh oh okay it's a gold yeah it's a uh, uh let's see number five out of ten i believe nice nice I, hit i thought for uh, at first i thought it was like a a, a number nine <laughs> i think his number was number nine but uh, that's a great card because you've got a player top three on my hype index and and it may not be a rookie card, but it's gold. And it's like, man, gold is so popular. That's a new insert, too. Uh, well, maybe a new look. Was my house from, I can't it's remember up. if my house was last year. I don't know if any of you guys I see Jay Van Castle out there, Chad, Benjamin, Dominic Fowler finally got alive. Travis House. If you guys know if my house from Optic is a new insert or a. Um, a returning insert let me know but that one looks looks new i love that they have them in that white uniform too it's so cool. oh yeah yeah i love that white and uh black bengal stripe yeah and then Definitely i got um, not goofy <laughs> i did pull this one uh this was a hey, kenny pickett the first year fresh is that yeah. serial numbered at all this one was not um that one was not let me see uh i did get a you know, some weird ones like the 100 printed uh, 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 DeMarcus Lawrence, uh, some some cowboy. I don't know. I don't really keep up with the cowboys. It's got the little <laughs> emojis. Yeah, it's got the number 100 uh, printed on it. Um, yeah, he's an edge rusher. I mean, he's not the edge rusher. That's Micah Parsons is the, is the man there. But, yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence is pretty solid. Yeah. Okay, so my house did debut in 2020. So not brand new, just a little new look, but it's gold. So, you know, with th those two factors, I'm guessing that's at least a, a $100 card. Here's Rising Star. This is out of 25. It's got kind of like... Now, Aiden Hutchinson is going to be up there, probably top 10. I haven't got my uh, my defensive player hype index done yet, but Aiden Hutchinson definitely going to be in the top 10. Very liquid player in the in the hobby right now. Yeah, I believe I got some some more uh, Kenny Pickett's through here. I just can't put my hands on them right now, but uh, uh, I d I did get it. And the only so I got two two. Uh, well, there's one per box, two autos. The first auto I got was from uh, Ky uh, Kyler Gordon from the Bears, and and it's also a one of ten as well. Is he like a DB? Yeah, defensive back, I believe. Yeah um so i mean it's one of ten so that makes it good uh yeah. the other one i got is a redemption though for uh, bring that thing to the national <laughs> the, uh, the uh which one the 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 kyler gordon, gordon. yeah and i got it this kyler is the uh, the pickens i got a, a pickens redemption it's for a uh rated rookie rps autograph hollow Oh, That's so good. are you going to actually redeem that, sell it as a redemption, or redeem the exchange the redemption for rewards points? I would not exchange for rewards points because I doubt, you know, I have a bunch of rewards points. I just don't really, I'm just not probably going to do that. I, uh, I would like to redeem it, but I, I have like four or five things in redemption that I haven't received from like two years ago, like some, oh. some, uh, some Kyle Pitts. And um, and who else was that? The, I had some other, like some other, another decent uh, receipt. Oh, Jamar Chase, rookie, signed rookie, that I just uh, have not received yet. Wow, that's unfortunate, man. And and you know, 
there was the scandals about Panini selling the redemptions at some show. I guess some people caught him selling some re- redemptions that they pulled out of the vault. And then there was a bunch of stuff stolen from their office that, uh, I mean, I, I guess it was nothing mm-hmm. too significant claimed. Like, I haven't heard uh, a further story about it, so I'm not fully knowledgeable about it. I'm not super active on, um, you know, following that story. But I heard something briefly uh, about it, yeah. It, it just sucks. It's like, you know, you would think that as now we're in 2023, we're three years removed from the initial boom where that really set PSA into a super deep backlog and BGS into a super deep backlog. You'd think that Panini could actually get caught up now at this point with their backlog of redemptions. And if they're having trouble, you know, re, re, um, turning redemptions into the actual cards they're supposed to be, it's like, why not? Why not fix that and not give out as many redemptions, you know, and yeah. fix that program? Because that is just unfortunate. I've seen horror stories all over the place with, with those redemptions. Um, I sent in a Bailey Zappi signed um, uh, RP. It was, it was with the jersey in it as well, hollow, that I got in. It had some scratches on it. And I was just like, hey, man, this thing came out of the package with scratches on the top. And so I sent it in and... I was nervous about sitting in because I'm like, how are they going to, how are they going to do this? Like, are they going to get another, I mean, I guess they could put another sticker on it, but, um, but I haven't seen that one come back yet or heard, heard much about that one. And, but I have seen some of the, the, the George Pickens. Uh, I've recently saw there was a, a slew of uh, redemptions that came in for George Pickens. People were saying they got the hit, they got his stuff in like um, on Facebook. I saw people posting that they had received their Pickens redemption stuff in so it's like dang so i might i might send that in just in 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 the chance that maybe they have them back you know have them already ready to go because i guess they don't they they do the redemption but they don't actually have the cards and and they're waiting for them to come in and sign it or something along that lines i don't know maybe send in the the book of stickers that they sent to the player you know it's like hey we need those sticker autos we got redemptions to fill because from what i've seen most redemptions are all sticker autos so yeah i'm guessing that's maybe that's what it is and that's why justin fields jamar chase had so many redemptions from 2021 because for whatever reason they didn't show up they weren't able maybe they weren't able to they didn't show up to the rookie premiere and it's like well now we need this book of stickers signed from them and maybe it's just not like a contractual obligation or maybe it is, but they're not penalized to the extent to where it really motivates them to sign it because Justin Fields still has a lot of redemption stuff out there. But uh, Ryan, I'm looking at the um, the Kenny Pickett redemption stuff and that stuff's going for a pretty penny. This is um, a Purdy Pickett Ritter uh, out of 25, but this is a contender's optic out of 50 uh, rookie of the year for Pickett 800 and then here's one 399 but it's best offer accepted so I have to like go pull it up yours was serial numbered wasn't it well the one the are you talking about the uh the the redemption I have that was George yeah. Pickens same team. oh it's George Pickens sorry yeah yeah George Pickens same team but uh uh who he throws to <laughs> uh so see like you know what's interesting I think this is a great uh, topic for us to talk about you know when it comes to the hype index and like prioritizing between quarterbacks wide receivers running backs and deciding when to sell because obviously i know you and i were talking before the show you're basically mm-hmm. at the point where 
you've got you're 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 even piling up more cards now and it's like you yeah. gotta start um get moving because right when the season starts right as the season's starting is when hype is at the highest for a lot of these players and what's so interesting is that wide receivers and running backs will spike again in the future but there's a lot of things that could happen to quarterbacks that they just never recover recover from yeah uh, case in point Zach Wilson and Davis Mills from last year you know their their values are just probably never going to recover yeah. from that it's a possibility they have a little spike again maybe a little flash maybe they get a little starting opportunity because specifically for Zach Wilson because of the draft capital that he's got you know uh, maybe you know it's kind of like Mitch Trubisky getting another shot you know on the, on the Steelers but a lot of cases they could just flame out and end up like a a Josh Rosen, you know, or Jameis yeah. Winston now. Um, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that just never never come back from from that initial failure, that initial flame out. So the, the that's crazy one. That's, the crazy one I'm I'm kind of like down my eye because I got a bunch of them is Trey Lance. Like, what's gonna go on with him? Like is he going to go to another team? Is he, he's not going to start? I guess we start the season if Purdy can't start, or did they not start him because they don't want him to get injured and, and we're ruining their sort of trade capital? And I have a lot of Trey Lance that I just haven't done anything with because I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to rebound. So, but I don't know if it will or not. You know, so it's like, do you move it now before that, or? No, I see. I, I can't move it now because of his age and his draft capital. Um, you know, people people love him coming out of, the, out of the draft because of his athletic profile, and you know he's still very young, even though you wouldn't be able to tell by his haircut. Uh, but still, he's 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 very young, he's very athletic, and and he's only played in what four games total in the NFL, so there's still a very small NFL sample size. So he's going to get another shot somewhere. The 49ers have a lot invested in him, but they saw too much out of Brock Purdy last year to say he's not our starter, right? I mean, I mean, what would you do if you were in their, if their shoes, though? If I mean, if I was in their shoes, it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to come down to, you know, how good is Brock Purdy looking in training camp? Is the elbow affecting him at all? Like, when the pads go on and they start running those uh, scrimmages, 11-on-11, 11 11, the first-team offense versus the first-team defense, they're going to be rotating all three of those guys in and out of there. It's going to be uh, Lance, Darnold, and Purdy knowing that Purdy is their starter, but if his elbow can't function properly and he can't connect like he did the second half of last season, then they're they're not going to start him because, see, Kyle Shanahan's a big control guy. He knows he can control the flow of the pace of the game with the run game, with his defense. So he's not going to risk turnovers from his quarterback because of a, of a of of an injury if he's not 100%. So I think you could see them put Trey Lance back out there and if Trey Lance just looks terrible in training camp, then they're going to put Sam Darnold out there if, if Purdy's not ready. So it could go a bunch of different ways, but I think yeah. Trey Lance is going to get see what happens when we get to training camp uh here in another month it, when they start putting the pads on he's going to get reps with the first team offense. He's going to get reps in there. And there's going to be those little films that come out, the little clips, the YouTube shorts, the YouTube videos of, of the training camp process. And then they're going to be, it's going to be Twitter posts. And there's going to be times where he's trending times where he's connecting, you know, and times where he's breaking off big runs or 
like last pre um, last preseason before the season started, he threw like a deep bomb to Danny Gray, who was a rookie wide receiver. Yeah. They drafted down the side, like a 60 yard, five yard pass and his cards immediately spiked and values continued to uh, go up into the season. So I was like, you know, that kind of stuff really creates a lot of buzz. We're getting it right now on a small basis. Like you're getting some of these little clips coming out of OTAs. You know, guys start showing up, start throwing the balls, but they're not in pads yet. They're just, you know, it's it's all a bunch of fluff right now. It's just a bunch of go- they're goofing around out there, just getting warmed up. Yeah. But as we get as we get closer, that hype starts heating up, and all of a sudden you start seeing a guy pay pay for buy for this card, buy this card, buy this card to make a play based on those reports. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, you think about like Purdy and they had to have him practicing and doing stuff. So, you know, they didn't see any of his, I guess, what he, you know, is what he can do out in practice. And then he's, they could put him on the field and it was like, ta-da. Like some of those folks, you know, that, that they, when they get their average, but when the lights come on, they like change into this like superhero almost. It's kind of funny. Yeah, he plays good under pressure and some guys fold under pressure. Uh, and it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who's who this year. So, so you got, you got all these cards and we're talking about, you know, where to get started, right? We're just talking about mm-hmm. this whole conversation around the San Francisco 49ers quarterbacks, two out of the three of them, very young, Sam Donald's still young. Um, but there's a lot more unknown around, around Trey Lance than any of them like Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy we know they they love that kid now after what he did for them at the end of last season the playoffs but you know just quarterbacks in general just how they have the they have the ability to drive the biggest spikes in card values especially the young guys the guys that are very athletic they have they check the the draft capital box Brock Purdy doesn't so Mm -hmm. he doesn't have that going for him but he checks the market, right? The San Francisco 49ers have a huge fan base. He checks being super young. He also checks being very efficient, very talented, and leading his team to wins. The one thing I've seen is quarterbacks, when they lead their teams to wins uh, or they get wins with their team, they don't have to be as good. But if they're winning with their team, then their uh, cards will inherently go up because people – trying to make that that playoff and Super Bowl bet, like trying to go for the ultimate parlay because that's when, like, if, if you got the quarterback right, any one of them that's in the Super Bowl that year, you're making money no matter what. You're making two, three X. Like, you, it's, it's hard to screw that up, you know? <laughs> Yeah, there's so that's like when you're looking at what the different things that you can that you that you're going to put up. It's like, you know, where do you what, what are you going to try to do? Because like you said, Trey Lance has the potential to have an increase. So it might be something that's something you touch right now, but there'll be other things that you you do want to get into right now because though you might have a good upside when you, when they when the season starts, you might have a good you might be in a good spot right now to to move some of it. And so that's a, that's that fine line that you got to try to figure out what to put up. Real quick, I think I got to I got to I think I hear this this little pooch. Uh, having his, so make sure it's not hurt, Bobby, and I'll be right back in a second before he. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think he said a little pooch. Uh, it, that that uh, that Texas accent. He said he got a little pooch to go check on. So let's hope the little pooch is doing all right. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna pull this up. A lot of graded results are coming back for Brock Purdy. 
He's still leading the PSA 10 sold results in the past 30 days. With a population now of 528. If you remember just, I think, last Thursday night when I was live with Steve, uh, the eBay hitman out in Clearwater Beach, the, we were looking at these and it was like 350 or 450, maybe like 450. I had to go back and look at the stream, maybe clip it and compare it with this one. Now we're at a 528, but I'm loving this 60% grade hit. That's much higher than the Trevor Lawrence uh, prism grade hit that I see a couple guys calling out here in the chat. Man, the grade hit on Trevor Lawrence's prism was just atrocious. I mean, like it's like 10%. So, um, so that's that brings up something I, I wanted to uh, to chat with you about being kind of new to some of the lingo, but yeah, I was saying pooch because we had to get a new pooch for the for the family. So that's what I was going to check on. Um, oh, a puppy! Yeah. So when you're looking at the at the uh, the, you say it. There's a uh, like you're looking at the potential or the or I guess the percentage of things that come back like a ten. You call it a something level, a hit level, or a. Yeah, I would call it we call it a hit rate on hit rate. yeah. So like for example, you could look at any any of these, but like the hit rate on Justin Fields based on risk. So just the hit rate of getting a PSA 10 or the, the grade rate, right? We're looking at PSA 10 sold data here. Mm-hmm. And if we want to know what are our chances, generally speaking, of buying a raw card, submit it to PSA, having it come back a PSA 10, it's about 74%. That's why I love buying base Donruss quarterbacks, specifically Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, for $5 with a $19 grading fee. I've got upside because I still think Justin Fields' values are, are have room to grow. You compare that to Trevor Lawrence, but... Yeah, we're looking at the the grade rate of raw to whatever grade it is. So in this case, ten, and then we can go nine and say, hey, only twenty three percent of raws have come back nine, and only two percent have come back eights. I mean, this is fantastic data. Shoot, there may be dollar bins that you find at certain card shows just because people think that these uh, base donors rated rookies are commons. Maybe two dollars for the quarterbacks. I know it's out there. I know it's out there. I've heard from guys in our Discord um, of grabbing these for just a couple dollars. I see it on eBay, the ability to grab them for $5. So I look for cards specifically that have a high-grade hit rate um, for raw to PSA 10 conversion. So you're saying – so basically when you're saying the hit rate, you're looking at that card, that particular card, and how many, how often do they come back with it in a 10 or a 9? And so if you see it with a higher hit rate, then you're more you have a better potential or, or you it might sway you more to send that card off to get graded because you know it has a better chance than like something else that comes back at a 60% hit rate. 100 percent And it's it it even Sorry, more so drives too, my my buying decision on eBay because it's really hard to grade a car a raw card on eBay that you see. So when I'm on eBay. And that card looks decent. I'm like, well, the data shows that it's 74% chance of getting the 10. And it the centering, I can tell, looks pretty good. The corners, I can tell, looks pretty good. So the only thing I really have to worry about is the surface. And it, I should be okay. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? So it gives you a lot of confidence when you're buying a card, a raw card, like that, a base card specifically. Because for me, on the base cards... Um, it's really, and I'm really focused on quarterbacks, like the high-end quarterbacks when I'm doing that. It's really all about getting the 10. 
because I, I mean, the nines don't even really cut it for me. Um, a lot of times they're decently liquid. They get a little bump, but it's really the tens where you'll see people uh, pay the pay. They'll shell out the bucks, especially when they get hyped and yeah, pay it's some, a huge, some change, huge uh, variance. And as far as, you know, that nine to 10, you know, it's like 10, you're doing well. Nine, it's like a huge jump of how less it, how much it changes. And yeah, Booty Rage, uh, I'm a Falcons fan, so therefore I'm going to uh, handle up with my Falcons. I wear it very regularly. So if you see, <laughs> if I'm on more and more, you'll see more and more of my Falcons hat. <laughs> yeah, we're a couple uh, NFC South junkies. We'll <laughs> we'll be hanging out in the dumpster together this year yeah. on the <laughs> on the on the quest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping trash, uh, Trask is it? I hope he, I have a bunch of his stuff that I saved and put aside. You just had a Freudian slip there and accidentally called him trash. I heard trash, it. I, I heard it. Everybody out there heard it. <laughs> well, you're calling uh, Ritter trash, so it's all good. <laughs> that that I am. I no, I'm 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 there, man. I'm there. Uh, you know, I I honestly think the Cardinal or not the Cardinals the. Um, I don't know why I said the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals are trash too. Speaking like got trash on the brain right now. Yeah. No, I was I was thinking about the Panthers. I think the Panthers might win the division. Uh, we'll see how good the Saints are, but the Saints just coaching is bad, man. And and Derek Carr might be on the decline. So, um, and you know, like Cat Bryce Young is good. So I think the Panthers, you know, they may surprise some people, man. They may surprise some people. I think he'll be surprised for it. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be a, a, a world beater, but I think he's going to do a lot better than you give him credit for. But we'll see. So are you? So in terms of um, prioritizing who you should sell right now, I think it's safe that you know if, if we had like a call to action for you, mm-hmm. and this goes for myself and everybody else out there, like we need to get our cards listed because even if now is not the right time, like the Trey Lances. Prepared. I want to have those ready to go because the hype window for him could be very small. It could be a tweet. It could be a little clip like we talked about that comes out at the end of July in August, beginning of August, that that causes that spike that's very fleeting because then the next week, Br- Purdy's running with the ones. He looks incredible. The elbow's good to go, and he's going to start week one, and all of a sudden, then tr- the Trey Lance hype dies down again. And we don't know what the 49ers are going to do with them. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of suitors out there that want to pay that much for Trey Lance and what they spent on him. So, um, you know, it's, it's it's a very interesting it's situation. Wild. It's such a crazy thing, man. I hate But you got to have them listed ready to go. So that's, sure. that's where I say – but you don't want to list them necessarily for the prices that they're currently selling for, especially not auctions. Definitely do not want to list them for what they're selling for an auction. You want to look at the buy now sold for the card, but then also uh, go and look at that draft class. Uh, so we want to look at Justin Fields because he's not at the level of Trevor Lawrence. I also want to look at Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is probably a very good, um, a very good comp to look at because he's got a lot of sold data too and see what he's selling for because he's obviously a, a lower end starting quarterback there's a lot of ambiguity there there's i think 50 50 people are torn on thinking mac is now undervalued or mac is uh, going to be a bust so i think there's definitely still people out there reaching on mac so i think it's going to be a pretty good comp where 
I think I, I, from what I see, there's more people reaching on Justin Fields and way more people reaching on Trevor Lawrence. There's a lot more um, hype. There's a lot more, I guess, uh, confidence in his ascension this year, You know, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I would look at Mac and say, okay, what are the Mac and the Justin Fields cards selling for? I think I could probably get sell my Trey Lance for what Mac is selling for in a in a little hype spike. Yeah, so you know, to your your hype index, as I was t- talking about earlier, your hype index shows you know which quarterbacks are, are hyped or which you know you have. I think your number one on it was um, um, Casey's uh, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's number one on the hype index, and so I was thinking, I was like, well, I wonder what which one which which of those I have. And I do have some good ones, good uh, uh, Mahomes cards. I have a one of five, I believe. And, but then I'm like, well, but that's not really what, where, where I would want to probably, you know, focus all the time. Cause I just have a few of those. So when you look at that hype index, how would you say you would want to choose which ones? Because as you said, I have a lot of product and I just don't know where to start. So I'm trying to figure out out of the hype index, how do I, how do I pull that data out and see, which ones are the best ones to really start with? And maybe I just pick out about four or three to four quarterbacks to put up. Maybe I put it up a little bit of each, um, each position, like a few quarterbacks, few receivers and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point because basically what this is showing you is how well these quarterbacks are selling, um, you know, and how, how excited people are to own, like these are the guys you want to own. So if I was creating a, a top 10 list of quarterback rookie cards you want to own right now it would be these guys in the top 10 list here Uh, but at the same time i need to i need to have another score or a highlight that says proven or unproven like what's the fragility rating here or what's the what's the confidence level in the player like obviously like patrick mahomes is clearly on a hall of fame trajectory and you're just as good holding on to his card long-term as you are selling it now, right? If you want to make money and you've got profit in the card and you want to cycle that into something else, then absolutely, right? You'll have no problem selling Patrick Mahomes stuff, especially good Patrick Mahomes uh, cards. And does this data go back about, like, is it a 90-day period? Is it a 60-day period? How far back does the data start? Well, this is post-draft. So this has been updated post-draft. It'll oh. During the season, it's going to update every week. Gotcha. So That's good. right now, there's a certain That's amount good. of production. Like, this gold bar is their, their projected production in 2023, their expectation. Um, the blue bar is the team score. That's the team score. The orange bar is the the age score their age and draft capital score and the gray bar is their hall of fame marker their hall of fame probability and then the orange bar is their expected or anticipated production in 2023 so you can see like anthony richardson and bryce young are up here because they're early first round draft picks from this year's draft class so they're insanely young they're insanely high draft capital but they're on the panthers and the colts which aren't nearly at the same team rank as the eagles and the chiefs so you can see like even the Bengals, joe burrow would be ahead of jalen hurts if the Bengals had a bigger fan base and you could probably make an argument that after what joe burrow has done now there's a higher confidence level in Joe Burrow. Therefore, 
there's a uh, there's less motivation to try and push his stuff out the door to cycle it for new stuff. If you if you know what I'm saying, where where there's a much lower like the confidence level for Anthony Richardson is insanely low. Like that's a very fragile player to say, plant my flag. I'm holding him long term unless you just want to, you just want to go down with that ship if it if it doesn't go well. Like the chances of him developing into Josh Allen are slim. It's possible, and he's got a, a, an absolutely insane athletic profile. But it's it's going to be. He's got a lot of accuracy issues, and he doesn't have a ton of experience. So it's, it's going to be tough, right? It's interesting. Check out Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, and you would think Purdy be above Lance, but he's actually below him. Uh, that's that's because of the draft capital of um, of Trey Lance. That's what it is, man. Uh, so, and you actually have you actually have some Hall of Fame. I think I've there. modified his score to try and bring him up because honestly, if I didn't, he's got literally no draft capital, but also right now there's not a whole lot of expected production. We don't know what we're going to get out of him, So this gold bar could get bigger. Um, and, and also he's not a mobile quarterback, so he doesn't have that. He doesn't have that elite productive upside. Like if you notice, even Joe Burrow, he's sneaky. He's got sneaky mobility. Uh, Joe Joe Burrow is very elusive in the pocket. It's one of the things that I think Joe Burrow is becoming famous for is evading pressure in the pocket and figuring out how to extend plays and sometimes use his legs. Other times, though, he, he'll throw the ball. You know, he's got great weapons. So um, you'll notice that all these guys at the top that are top in the in in the nfl i mean it's it's an evolving nfl right where the the hyper mobile quarterbacks that can also throw the ball really well are the best quarterbacks in the league like every year patrick mahomes has about 500 rushing yards you know um he's he's a great he's a great uh scrambler and he's very elusive um and can extend plays and then make crazy throws and that is that's a big factor and being so Brock Purdy doesn't necessarily have that. He he relies a lot on that offensive line to protect him and just make good decisions. He gets the ball out quick and he throws it and he's accurate. So it's interesting um, too is that too. I mean, with all the height that was around him. Yeah, yeah, you know, so this there there's definitely a smaller Gold bar, you could make an argument that the Miami Dolphins should be higher of a team score than they are. Very difficult division, very difficult division. And the the gold bar has a lot of uncertainty baked in around his physical fragility, right? So if I had to yeah. give Tua an injury ranking of how likely he is to get injured, those concussions last year were scary. You know, I think that scared a lot of people. So that's what's pushing him down. Yeah, and Kyle Murray, his 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 gold bar is longer than some of the other ones that are down there, which is interesting. Yeah, and so I, I noticed you point out Kenny Pickett. What's interesting is all these guys in this range are pretty close. So you see uh, Mac Jones and then Kenny Pickett not too far behind him. You know, Kenny Pickett. It does have first round draft My capital. <laughs> he's not he's not like super young, but he's like in his mid twenties. He's not obviously for a quarterback. It's not as big of a factor, but it, it's more of like uh, it's more of like draft class and you know how many years you've been in the league kind of thing. 
So it's definitely a factor, but it's not as big of a factor as it is for running backs. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and, and then, and then the gold bar is just, uh, once again, it's just un unproven, man, unproven. We saw a mixed bag from him last year. We do know they brought in a lot more offensive line talent. Hey, this gold bar for Kenny Pickett could be undersized. It could be undersized like his hands. It could be too small. And maybe we need to, um, Maybe we need to make it bigger. Maybe we need to put oh, some gloves on it. Put some gloves on the Kenny Pickett <laughs> gold bar here and bump them up to the Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson range. You could put a little, uh, a little like, like gloves, like, like symbol next to it. <laughs> like some gloves that are just like this next to it that are so need bigger hands. Uh, but I, I do, I think Kenny Pickett's going to, um, you're going to see it. I think he'll do well this year. I think that first year it was very uh, rough run, but I think he's going to do good this, this coming year. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do have guys like Andy Dalton all the way at the bottom still playing. You know, Andy Dalton does have some Hall of Fame clout. He's obviously not in, but he's got notoriety. Like, so I definitely factor in notoriety as part of that. So you'll see guys get little bits of gray bars like Geno Smith last year, you know, and his current age and everything, what he did over that span gives him that notoriety or what Marcus Mariota did at Oregon that gave him some notoriety as a, a number two overall pick from 2015. So people still will quickly sometimes that's enough for people to go quickly back to that well and say, Hey, I got to get me some of this guy, you know, and, and, and that spike can happen easily based on a starting opportunity. Um, So Mike white trained. (laughs) Yeah. The Mike white train. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's on here. Uh, He's on here. He actually, he should have a little sliver of gray, honestly, just from the singular spike week. I mean, that was the, the Mike white, correlation the mike white story was a incredible hobby story from last year that uh, we could all learn lessons from i mean you know backup quarterback potential like look at jacoby Brissett on the on the commanders this year i mean there's that's that's an interesting one right there bailey zappy is definitely a big one on the patriots you know um i'm there's still the mitchell trubisky's they're hiding out there whether it's steve whether it's my man brad nolan those Mitchell Trubisky truthers are out there hiding around somewhere, and so they're going to be ready. So, like they were saying, I don't know who said the long story short on this is that the yellow bar, or the gold bar, is really kind of what you'll look at, and that's kind of the ones you want to try to. You do want to try to get it up if you're okay with moving on with them, then get those up because you're going to probably get your biggest bang right now in the off season versus. Uh, you probably want to move those first before the season starts because you don't know what could have come around. Well, sure. And, and also look at it this way, like, right. I mean, I don't know. This is um, this. Is, let's let's compare it to Dynasty Fantasy, where you, where you draft a player and you're stuck with them till you yeah. cut or you or you trade them. Right. Um, sure. And so you've got you've got let's say you've got Justin Herbert here, but somebody is right now willing to give you, let's say, uh, Trevor Lawrence plus a first round draft pick in next year's rookie draft for Justin Herbert. Uh, I think, I think that's worth it, honestly, in my opinion. So I guess if you can get profit, so that's, that would be profit. Like that would be lifetime value profit in dynasty fantasy. If you can get profit out of the card that you own, 
even if it is a Herbert, a Burrow, a Hertz, like I think that's part of the game. I think that's part of the fun. If you can get a significant profit that you feel is worth your while, why not go ahead and sell that to the next person? Especially if you're if you don't have it like on your wall or in your collection where you really like enjoy looking at it all the time uh, and you really take a lot of pride in owning it. It's, it's, you know, it's not something that's part of your coveted diehard collection, right? That's part of the game, man. That's part of the game to go ahead and take that profit and then find something new to get into, find something new, find a new opportunity, find that little, uh, that little nook or cranny in the market for one of these players to get into because there's so many variables in sports cards. There's so many different sports cards out there. You guys know the common denominators of what makes them valuable. And then you can go and target and like stalk that little, you know, that little sector of, of the hobby. And, um, and you'll get it. You'll, you'll get a snipe, you'll get a deal. And then all of a sudden now you're, you're in it for on another player. Uh, that's, that's slightly different with a lot of hype and, you, you know, you do it again. And I think that's, I think that's a large part of the game, man. So yeah, I am an advocate. I mean, that's why I sold my Jalen Hurts optic hollow. I sold my Justin Jefferson optic hollow. I sold my Jalen Hurts uh, prism PSA 10 because I want to take that and get into other stuff. And I'm big on like, I do like moving my, you know, my cards and stuff that I have that don't have a lot of importance to me. I love it when it goes to a home that someone really likes that player, really wants them. And you can help someone else out that and you can profit from it to be able to help you get something you really enjoy. I mean, I like doing like that's that would that ultimately would like to have, you know, my sales go that way instead of someone that's going to turn around and try to flip it for a higher amount, which, you know, kudos to everyone that, that, that does their that does different things. But my ultimate uh, buyer would be someone who collects those players and is trying to get something for their collection. Yeah, so when you're listing them, it's like, yeah, I know this guy's going to have room to go up like Trey Lance. So I want to list it higher than what they're currently selling for. But I also want to leave that guy or whoever is buying it, whether it's a collector or another person who thinks they are going to make financial upside in the car. I want to leave them with the feeling that they do have upside in the car. Like yeah, I always feel cool. like the transaction goes better. You know, you have fewer you know, fewer returns, fewer complaints and stuff. If you leave that person with the feeling that they have upside, excuse me, in the card. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting, getting a good deal and feeling like you got a good deal is a great feeling. So, you know, you like to get it. And there's a difference between feeling that, that feeling you have so with someone where you worked out a deal with you, both sides feel good. And, or when you actually take somebody and there's just a different, more fulfilling uh, feeling for me, I guess, when you feel like you worked a deal with someone, they came out happy, you're happy, instead of like just like taking one, I guess, from somebody. <laughs> hey, quick, quick, uh, quick, quick shout time. out to our man James, uh, James eighty eight in uh, in the Discord. You got to get in the Discord, Ryan. I know you're in the Patreon. Um, he is that. a buyer for your Cowboys and Saints. There you go, so man. Well, I got, I got, you got, you can, uh, you can call me and I'll make you a deal on, on all my saints and cowboy. I can't, they, they're really stinking up the joint over here. So I need to get them out sooner than later. Cause it's just really <laughs> making it funky around here. <laughs> Julio Figueroa. What's up, man? He says, do you guys think Joe Burrow will stay hot this season? Ryan, what do you think? 
I do. I think he's just got, I think his potential, he's one of those guys, he's like a blue chip uh, 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 stock, if you will, that's just going to, it's going to be there. 100%, man. 100 freaking percent. Joe Burrow's going to ball out this year. And it's, it's, you know, MVP candidate for sure. And I'll say your sure. advice on the, on the listing too, where you list it as a buy it now, you, you, you have it a, a, to a buy or to, the purchase immediate or the transaction happens immediately has been great. That has taken a lot of the guesswork out of the, uh, of selling stuff and made the, the, the whole process a lot less stressful, I guess you'd say, whether than thinking, is this guy going to pull out? Is he going to buy it or not? It just makes it a lot, a lot better. Now you might shrink the amount of, of clientele you have, but I think it's a, it's a way better way of, of putting, of putting it together on eBay. Yeah, I think so. I think so, too, man. You know, it's I like the ability to say require immediate payment like that's a big one for me, you know, and, and you can only do that in a buy it now from what I've seen unless they've recently changed that. And I like to be able to set my price point and just set it. So like, yeah, I do want to flip the car like I do want to take profit in my Jalen Hurts, but I'm not going to put it to auction and force a sale right then right right here and now you know or, or whatever card it might be like my you know this brandon iu uh psa 10 for example i'm not going to force a sale on it it's a pretty card i really i like it but i am going to sell it for a profit because i got it for a very good deal i got it for about 40 50 bucks and um mm -hmm. and and you know so i'm going to list it and buy it now i'm going to take an eventual profit on it if it has to sit there for six months for me to do that then that that's okay. That's part of the game as well. And that's why I say start your your buy it nows because you you want to get like momentum and success building on your eBay store. So yeah. you start with uh, those quarterbacks, the young ones, you know, based on the hype index that you know you have profit in, like you pulled. Um, you start with those guys and you list you list them in a buy it now accordingly, and then you kind of like move on from there. I'd say it's also really important to have a lot of like secondary that go wide receivers. If you got a lot of super young running backs, like go based on height adjusted speed score. I can put out a list uh, for you guys in the discord. Um, when I come out with my 2023 uh, fantasy football draft kit that I'm working on right now, I'll put out a list in the discord that's filtered by height adjusted speed score for running back. Basically any guy that runs a sub four, four Ryan, can mm. pop off in training camp. He gets yeah. an opportunity with the first team. He breaks off a 60, 70 yard run in training camp. Pe people automatically, they want to parlay that. They just naturally want to parlay that because yeah. what happens, you'll see all of a sudden he was going in the 10th round. Maybe he was a 15th or 20th round running back, like the, the end of drafts, not even being drafted. All of a sudden, now he moves up to the 15th. Now he moves up to the 10th. At the same time, he's moving up fantasy draft boards to earlier rounds. Yeah, People are making buys and plays on his rookie cards because that's how big the market is now. Mm -hmm. And and it's just a natural, it's just a natural parlay. It's a it's a, a further bet that people can make um, that has a little bit more state intuitive. You know, you have a little bit more um, liquidity. And uh, and return like right. It's it's hard to win a fantasy football championship in a lot of leagues. It's hard to do because you have to 
you have to play good all season long, make the right decisions and put the squad together. And then when you get to the playoffs, you can't make any wrong decisions. you got to push through and get the championship. Whereas with the card, I mean, heck, if you don't sell at the beginning of the season, you can sell it at, at any week dur- during the season or then yeah. the playoffs. And then there's free agency next year. And maybe it's a guy like Brandon Ayuk who's going into a contract year who heads into free agency. The 49ers can't afford to bring him back. He walks. Now he goes somewhere. Maybe it's the Chiefs. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? He goes somewhere else. Um, he gets a big contract because he's a very good player. All of a sudden, immediate spike, like 2x spike. So you may have to hold it for a year. You, it may be listed to buy it now for a year, but if you kind of check in on it every now and again and make sure that um, it's where you want it to be, you know, and you're content uh, and it's not holding tying up a lot of your bankroll to go and yeah. get into other cards that you feel are undervalued, then, you know, just leave it, leave it. And it'll eventually it'll sell. Yeah. D hops in one of those ones. I wonder what's going to happen with his stuff because, uh, He's just out there floating. You know, it's weird how there's some really high-end players out there just kind of sitting out there floating around. Um, but, you know, uh, one of the things I was hoping we could kind of look at before we get too much too much later here was the, uh, the shipping stuff. You know, um, I worked on some shipping things, that, and there was a couple of things. I think I got it all lined out, but uh, I, I didn't know if you had, like, a template that you use for the shipping or you kind of have, like, your, your normal, like, Here's, the, here's what you do when you get the shipping. I got, you know, shipping is so very important. I think you have to get it out on time. It has to be has to be put together really well so that it makes there in the same shape that it leaves. And I, and I got that down. I, I got I built that knowledge around with comic books because comic books can be very difficult in shipping. And they're so get dinged up so much in in, in, uh, in mail. And the cards are a little bit easier to get there and back. But you got to make sure you do it right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, I, I do free shipping. I don't, I don't prevent, I'm saying a lot of people out there, I know feel that it adds a, a little psychological boost to your listing. If you offer free shipping. Um, my only thing is if you do offer free shipping, if it's a card valued over $20, you should always be using a bubble mailer with tracking, which is going to cost you whether you print it out th- directly through eBay, which they make it very easy to do. And it's the same as if you were to go to, um, USPS.com even, or PirateShip.com, some of these other uh, very good shipping services that allow you to print those labels out. It just makes sense to do it right through eBay. You're getting the same rate. It's lower than retail walking into the post office. Um, the rates have recently gone up. Um, I, I charge just for the shipping label itself. So most of the time I do $3.85 or $4.15. Um, I think I just keep it at like a flat $4 or $3.85. I don't charge for the bubble mailers because I recycle those from the ones that I get in. I just use those to ship back out. And if not, like I have gone to uh, Sam's Club or Costco Mm -hmm. and they sell bubble mailers there. You can get a giant stack of bubble mailers. You can get a giant stack of envelopes for like 10 bucks. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, the 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 jars of mayonnaise. Again, I'm telling you, if you got little kids, Costco or Sam's Club, it's going to save you a ton of money in diapers. (laughs) Baby wipes, yeah, the whole nine yards, toilet paper, the whole nine. You know, like get get that stuff in bulk from those places because, uh, I mean that that um, I get the membership there is less than Amazon Prime too. It's worth it, man. It's worth it. Yeah, we, we, we definitely that utilize that. I I used to do the the recycling a lot with uh with the mailers for comic books, but I haven't purchased that many cards from eBay or from other places 
And since all my stuff is uh, basically from opening boxes and whatnot, that it's um, that I had to get me some mailers and I, and, the, and I did save the ones that I did have um, and just make sure that you pack it right. Now you're, you, you, a lot of, you gave me the, the little blurb that you put on the bottom about the one touches and, you know, it comes with the one touch or what it doesn't. And I have the ones I've shipped thus far, just because it's been downtime, a higher end product. I wanted to ship it in, in a, uh, in a one touch. But then I got to thinking that in a one touch, it, they might be able to move around in there um, inside that one touch to the mailing process. Do you think do you still that's still a safe way to ship it or would you feel better putting it in a, uh, a top loader? In a top loader. If, if the one touch isn't sealed from like a breaker uh, or panini, then I would take it out of the one touch unless it is like um, maybe it's a fat, maybe it's a fat chunky uh, RPA that I just don't have a top loader to, to fit it. Otherwise, I, I agree with you. There is a little wiggle there. I don't think it's enough to cause any significant damage in the card. Uh, but like I do think, yeah, yeah, man, I do think that um, I do think it's it's obviously going to be safer in a penny sleeve inside a top loader, be sandwiched between you know two things of some good cardboard. And now, I mean, yeah, you can buy that stuff too, or you just. I cut up the diaper boxes I got from Costco yep. <laughs> after the diapers come out. I cut those suckers up and use those for my squares. It's good, thick cardboard right there, man. Absolutely. And recycle all that stuff. And I mean, I'll tell you what, it's it's um, super reliable, safe way to ship. And you get tracking with that label. And that's why I say anything over $20, you should ship it that way. And just pass the – it's it's a pass-through fee. I pass it through. I don't. I know some people – they, they charge for their shipping materials. And I'm guessing those people are shipping out a ton and they have to, and they're accounting for the tape and the printer ink and the paper or the, uh, you know, the um, label, if they've got a label printer, some people actually invested $150 in a, a Dymo label printer and they're using, you know, and it just comes out a sticker and they slap it right on. Um, I don't do that. You know, it takes me an extra 30 seconds to cut out a label and tape it on. But then yeah. you do, you know, you have to get the, the packing tape and the painter's tape. Um, you know, yeah. I, I use that stuff for other things as well. So it's not, I don't I don't ever pass that through to the or, or make the I don't sell enough yeah. to really go through a ton of that stuff to where I need to charge people for that. Um, so I, I just like pass through that. And then everything under twenty dollars, it's all one ounce eBay standard envelope. I take advantage of their standard envelope program. Once again, I got a big box of envelopes from Costco and you can put a, like two cards. Um, and this is where I think card savers or the um, they're called card savers or like the semi rigids that you would use to submit cards to PSA. I think that this is where those come in super handy because they're very, uh, they're very flat, you know, like top loaders have banks? like, yeah, you know, like a, a, a card saver two or a semi rigid. Uh, let me see if I got you. They're they're very they're very flat. Like they're very sm like they you can fit them into an envelope at, with each card in an individual card saver. I can fit like two or three cards in there and still be under two ounces. And so I'm still only charging them like seventy three cents for shipping or whatever. It's sixty three yeah. cents for the one ounce, and you can do like. 
two cards that way with in uh, two card savers if you want or two cards in one top loader if you want put it in the envelope um, I even talked to a uh, postal worker there was a postal worker that commented on our channel that when, back whenever I made uh, the eBay selling on eBay like a pro video that said you know the do not bend stamps the fragile stamps don't, don't do anything do they, they don't even look at that. I think they what even they, do work, do rougher on those. I think <laughs> I've even heard. What they what they do look at is non-machinable. If you, and it's not a guarantee that they're gonna they're gonna look at it. But he said the best stamp that you can get, the best thing you can write on your eBay standard envelope to help it not get eaten up by a uh, card or a letter sorting machine is to write non-machinable on there. Mm, so. That that is definitely a little pro tip for you, and and they sell rubber stamps. You get a little stamp off of Amazon for five bucks that says that, or you could just write it. I I write it on mine. Yeah. I just write non-machinable on the back. I don't know sure. if it does anything, but I haven't. I haven't. Um, I've got very few. You know, I probably haven't sold nearly as many as some of these guys in the chat. So please let us yeah. know if you guys sold. I probably sold probably 40, 50 cards that way. Maybe had two that ever that got lost in the mail that had to refund but the beauty is it was a under 20 dollar card so it wasn't a big deal i'm like ah oh, that sucks all right uh you know it's yeah. like i see some folks in in the, in the chat saying they use a penny sleeve inside the one touches and i was curious about that i've tried to actually do that for my own personal collection where i've kind of cut the one touch around using a, a exacto knife um but still I, I don't know if it's a, if it's a really good fit if it's a really you know if it allows for like error you know or it could be not maybe it could come open or something but yeah yeah i mean if you're if you're really if you're really like the inside yeah that's <laughs> that's like a non pro travis is a comedian man <laughs> travis is a comedian yeah, if, if you're really like clamping that thing down with the with the painter's tape and sandwiching between two, you know, good pieces of cardboard, I mean, you, you're probably you're going to be fine. But and I definitely would never open a card that's sealed by a panini because you lose value on it or even sealed by a breaker. I just don't want to I don't want to mess with it because I think that's part of the allure that causes people to pay more for a card they when they're sealed seal. like that. Yeah, it's got the seal. Do you tape the uh, the top of the opening on the top loader? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I tape the uh, I I do tape especially when I put it in a uh, plain white envelope. I do tape mm -hmm. the top of the top loader. Mm -hmm. I even like to do that. I go ahead and do it whenever I list the card. So, like this Jalen Hurts Phoenix, I've got it over here because I know I need to list it. I've got a stack of cards I have not listed on eBay. Bought a lot of cards. Um, so, I, I once I list this on eBay, then I'll put the painter's tape over the top of it like that. And that's how I know that it's listed. And I'll put it in my box over here. That is like um, a big card box. It's got the dividers in it. I know you've got a bunch of them. In. And then I put it in there behind the tab that has his name on it. And so um, uh, that's how I know it's listed on eBay. And then when I sell it, it's easy for me to grab it. I'm not looking too long for it. Boom. I can really print out the label and then grab it, package it up in less than, you know, five minutes and 
take it, drop it off on my way to the store. You know, I, I, I am upset that USPS, I used to be able to drop it off at their box at the street. And, um, and they, they put, I don't know if they've done this in your area as well, guys, but they've, in my area, they've got all new boxes. You, you cannot put padded bubble mailers in the box by the street anymore. Um, mm, it's good. only got a slot big enough for a, P, a plain white envelope, which leads me to my next point. Because I've had this question, people have asked me, can you drop your plain white envelope in your mailbox out front of your uh, your house? And my answer is yes. Why not? It, it takes a little bit longer. Yes, it's going to take about an extra day but uh, in the sorting process. But yeah, you can absolutely, especially if you're shipping it out uh, from your house as the return address. I have yet to use an envelope to ship things out. Uh, just I could do I, when the, because they've been higher in products, but maybe when the, on some of the more um, cost efficient products, I might do the the the, the envelope. It just makes me really nervous because I won't be able to get the card that they ordered in the right shape. But this is kind of makes sure. But I'll have to try that out. The the armalopes are cool. They're like a um, they're they're a fairly rigid, very light but very rigid uh, brown cardboard yeah they're they're cheap um they're cheap i actually pull them up while we're talking they're cheap and i've gotten them a few times and i mean always a great experience with armalopes um just great pwe product right there i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up ebay yeah the armalopes let's see there's yeah they even got them advertised with cards in them see i like the, um, I do like the armalopes. Oh, that's cool. You may have seen them. I have not seen that. Super cheap, but it's like a nice, uh, rigid cardboard. That's that's got, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, Where'd you get it's even, that? It's even more rigid than cardstock. Do you have to get them off of, uh, what is that, eBay or is it a... Yeah, no, this was just the first link, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if you can find them... Um, Card shells. I bet you could probably find them on Amazon. Um, if if you type in envelope on Amazon Prime, that'd probably be what I do, and and see what you find because so Chad says card shells. Chad, Chad likes card shells. Card shells. What is that? Is that a, is that a is that a the place that sells a shipping product. Yeah, I, th I think, I think Armalope is a brand of envelope, and I think there Card is. Shows. Yeah, so yeah. here is fifty count for eight ninety nine, six hundred count case for eighty dollars. Well, if if I bought that, I mean, I I would. I mean, that would take me forever. I probably am just now going through a 50 count. Well, I say that, but yeah. I have man, a ton of cards to move. I have so many cards. Yeah. yeah. Once you get them listed and see, that's the thing. Like, and this is my call to action because right now there is no better time to get these cards listed. And that's to get them listed. Try out a couple different methods, but I'm telling you, man, I got to shout out my guy, Jay Van Castle. He taught me this method way back when. I tried out a bunch of different methods, um, did a video on it. But 
the best method that I find is start the listing on eBay. So like this, this Jalen Hurts, for example, I am going to get it listed now, even though, like I said, no rush to sell it. It's rookie. It's serial numbered. It's like a green Phoenix prism. But what I'll do is I'll use the web app to start the listing out. Like I'll find the oh, 2020 yeah. Jalen, you know, Hurts. Uh, you find it. Like you know, f find it on here in a sold format. This one I have is numbered out of 99. So I'll, I'll go to the sold and I'll find one similar. It doesn't have to be the same one because it's going to be hard to find the same one, especially the more rare stuff. But I'm just looking for something that's similar. And I'm looking for something that's not graded, like a raw one. Of Like even, even this one for me is fine, but I'd like to like ideally find the one i have so i know what it's selling for you know so what I'm when, I, when i look through these i try to find my particular car but then i then if there's multiple ones i'll try to find the one with the highest price and i'll try to use that one because i feel like that maybe there's a there's something that they wrote in there or wrote on the description that would uh that pop maybe that made that one pop or the one that has the most bids on it because maybe there's something that triggered it to show up in people's feeds uh better or something like that just even spacing or something you know yeah very interesting so oh, okay so there's there's my card it's actually i guess it is orange out of 99 here's a psa 9 that sold for 53 this was june 4th so i know from looking at the condition of this card and knowing the gem rate or the hit rate of PSA 10 on 2020 Phoenix, just from experience of looking on our app has a very high hit rate. So I'm going to sell this for $60. I'm going to list this for like 60 to $70. Cause like I said, I'm not really in, in that rush to sell it mm -hmm. um, as I have depleted a lot of my Jalen hurts uh, stock and but i do want to sell it like i'm not going to price gouge and list it at like 140 and think that i'm going to get that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i can use the graded one you can use the graded one right here you click on the sold listing right underneath it you see that sell mm -hmm. one like this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oops i clicked on the actual thing uh well you could also go to a live listing too and then right there they just click sell now oh, yeah. mm -hmm. they click the button and th this is the this is the quickest way to do it. Um, you skip the photo part. Now, I know I know you could take photos on your phone and transfer them, but everything I do on here on the web app is gonna show up on the phone app on my phone. So what I do is, uh, like in this case, I'll take the PSA nine off, make sure the listing looks good. I like to include the specific number. Some people pay more for the specific number. This one's sixty three, so it's not. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, but I'll, no, I'll if you do, question, if you do do put the specific number and someone's looking for that card and they put the slash 99, will that card still show up because it has a 63 on it? I, I guarantee you it will. Okay. Yeah, because it's got part of that in it. And if they put in Jalen Hurts and Phoenix in 2020, it's going to come up because eBay's eBay's got a pretty smart search engine and and algorithm it's it's very much like a a social media you know type of search engine or algorithm you'll you'll find it if it's 
even even with the 63 i mean you could you could leave it out and experiment no, I but just, i guarantee i, I guarantee you they will so james uh, uh wainwright had a good listing tips always look look at the data that was entered in a sold listing and picking the one with the most correct data has always been a value for him so that's yeah that's another good tip in there yes and that's that's ultimately why i picked this one with the um that was sold because it had all those descriptors because that's what takes the longest man those mm -hmm. those uh those descriptors and so hey that was my sticky note uh you guys can all check out ryan's ebay store uh rhinoverse r-h-y-n-o-v-e-r-s-e rhinoverse on ebay if you want to if you want to hold him accountable and and maybe buy some stuff from him, help him get going here. He's got very few uh, feedback, yeah. but he does take good pictures. I saw that, and he, he sells good stuff. So yeah, so the, the I'll be I'll put up some of the um, uh, the fields and, and stuff that was in the chat. People are what those you know some of the things they said they're looking for. I'll be sure to put some of those up so that um, if you know help those out that are looking for those particular players and whatnot. And then, yeah, for uh, sure, for sure. Preview. Here's a downtown if you want a preview of those. So that's what that's what the uh, Josh Allen looks like. The Buffalo, let's go Buffalo. And then here's the picket. They are good looking cars. They're cool looking for sure. I like. I don't know. There's something cool about the. I never really at first. I was like, well, "This is like a drawn card," but it's cool. They add the little, all the little things they add to the background. It's uh, very, they're really unique. And the little like the Pittsburgh one has like plants in the background and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, like, uh, they call those plants. Uh, Bill's Mafia, baby. Uh, yeah. I wonder, Jason, do you, uh, I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but I listen to a band from, from Buffalo called Every, well, they're not together anymore, but Every Time I Die, it's a really a big band. And every time they used to come to Texas, they would do the uh, the stars at night, are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> They'd always do that. <laughs> it's funny. And then we'd always do the Bill's uh, Let's Go Buffalo back at them. So it's kind of funny. Here's a couple of additional things, like when we get into nitty gritty. So I put in my little description, my boilerplate jargon. Mm -hmm. uh, pricing, buy now, like I said, I'm going to do $69.99 on this one. Um, I'm, I'm going to allow offers, minimum offer, $55. That'll allow people to start negotiating with me. I've had some people that are just, man, they just stick around. They can constantly message me, asking questions, asking this and that a lot of times I end up making a deal with those people. Uh, but this, if you have more like, okay, so this is a great thing. Like I have a stack of base mosaic, Justin Jefferson's. They're all going to be sold on here with PWE plain white envelope. I'm going to sell them at anywhere between five and $10 a pop raw, which is fantastic because I bought them all on star stock back in 2020 for, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't much. These were star stock bees. So, I, I don't know when, when I bought them, 2020, 2021, but I bought them for very cheap. Finally got them all back. So I'll sell them on here. I'll, I'll offer volume discount. So, you know, I think this is important. Mm -hmm. If you want to sell multiples, you can also put in your quantity, right? So if you yeah, have that's... 15 of these, 
the volume discount would, would be on that particular card, not on not from your store, correct? Right. This particular card. So it it only applies to this particular card of quantity. Gotcha. I wanted to make sure. Uh, but good. but now that I'm saying that, I had this on one. I was thinking about it in terms of multiples of of cards on the same listing, but this is still on even though I have this on quantity one. So this, if, if this is on quantity one and you have this turned on, this is applicable to your whole store. And so uh, you would have okay. to have this button turned on for every item in your store that you would want the discount to be applied for. Like if it's part of that program. So basically it's it's a volume pricing program you can, you can have on your store. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, yeah. What's a pretty cool, what's That's a pretty cool concept? Actually, oh, I should go back and, and turn that on for a lot of cards because, I, I mean. Ooh, yeah. I wonder if you could turn it on for your whole store. Uh, that's a great question, man. I'll have to do and That's, that's going to be some homework for, for me, <laughs> for and sure. My call, and so my call to for the next show was to do, was to get things listed. Was there a certain number or what were you trying to? Got that with the homework. I'm kind of anxious to get to get to my homework. Yeah, yeah. So my homework for you is to list a hundred cards. Oh wow! And okay. I I think I I think you should do I think you should do a um a variety. I think you should do definitely some guys at the top of the hype index. They think are some decent cards that you think you can sell pretty quick, um for a profit for a profit. That's very Absolutely. important. And then and then like diversify and then and then and then play with a couple you know throw some skill position guys in there that you think are going to spike in training camp uh, throw some guys in there that may you may not be rushed at all uh, to sell maybe like your Trevor Lawrence's your Justin Fields uh, your Burrows your Jalen Hurts that kind of stuff maybe throw a couple of those up there and then see how many. Uh, see how many wide receivers and running backs you can throw up there based on the hype index. Um, and uh, what I'll do is I'll put out that list for running back in our Patreon um, in our Patreon on our discord uh, filtered by height adjusted speed score. So regardless of, of their draft capital or their, I'm going to filter by age too. I'm going to have age and height adjusted speed score because the, the younger they are and with that speed that they'll have the spike, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, and, and then like based on that list, you can just start listing. It's also important to consider what team they're on a little bit. Right. I mean, like you want to list guys that are on the Patriots, like your Pierre strongs, for example, I know yeah. you got some Pierre strong cards. You got some good ones. Get those suckers listed, man. Get those on there before training yeah. camp. They've already the Patriots. I just saw today they waived James Robinson, so now oh, it's yeah. back to definitely a. We're gonna see some Kevin Harris. We're gonna see some Pierre Strong and Ramadre Stevenson as their RB one. So, um, but Pierre Strong is gonna have some opportunity to flash. He's got a very kind of James White esque type profile, so. I guarantee you, there's going to be some collectors out there that that want to buy his cards and could spike. So, all right, yeah, definitely try to get those up. And I got some defense, like some uh, Adrian and some uh, some sauce. No, oh, yeah, heck yeah. In terms of defensive, Aiden Hutchinson, Sauce Gardner, Kayvon Thibodeau, Micah Parsons. Uh, I have a bunch of autos. Guys. 
Yeah, man. If you, if you've got guys like that, you know, definitely got profit in those guys. You've been ripping them. Um, get 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 some of those listed too, and then we'll go through. I'd like to go through your store of a hundred, and we'll kind of we'll kind of uh, purvey it. We'll purview it. Whatever. I don't know if yeah. I'm saying that word right. And. <laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go through it through there. So I'm setting up my my uh, shipping done. Shipping on that. That's where I would ch change my shipping. So flat rates can, and costs. You do. Yeah, do. you can change the service or you can leave it this service. I change to flat four dollars or even, you know, I make it a little bit more appetizing. Three ninety nine. Uh, international shipping. I, I don't ever use preferences. This is where. Um, Handling time, I pretty much accept returns, no. But I, this is where on the app it'll say require immediate payment. Yep. I'm all about that immediate payment for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so promoted. I don't ever really do. I know some guys have a little bit of success, but. I've never done the promoted thing yet. I, you know, it's been hit or miss for me, really. I've never really, um, there's the, there's the payment, require immediate payment. That's checked by default. So there you go. And so what I do is I click save for later. I click save for later and then I go open the draft on my phone and, oh, and um, the and finish it. There. Yeah. You open the draft on your phone and everything's done. All the stuff that's tedious to do with your, your fingers. You know, maybe may easy for Kenny Pickett because his fingers are so small. But, you know, most of us are fat fingering <laughs> stuff over here. Yeah, and, I got fat uh, fingers for sure. And, and it's so, just so much easier to do on the computer. And then you open that draft up on eBay, take the pictures, and click list, and you're done. Boom. So a lot of the um, a lot of the stuff that I, I, I sell, I will try to keep at least uh, a few cards, a couple, two, three cards, um, just for PC in case they end up spiking and going absolutely buck wild and everything blows up, which, what, what would you say the, uh, two or three series of cards you would keep for rookies? Two or three series of like, cards? Do you, like your prism or your, or your select or your optic. Like me, I always say, I'll try to keep at least an optic, try to keep at least a select or something along the lines. Um, yeah, I would I would definitely like select as one I would I would try and flip right away off of that new product release. It just select hasn't done even as well and and, and from what I've seen in a lot of cases as mosaic. Um, I almost think in a lot of cases now, like 2021 or 2020 and more ultra modern, in a lot of cases, mosaic is even more popular than select. Um, but, uh, so I would say I was like, a, like a optic, stand. especially optic autograph stuff, keep some of that. And, um, any of your like optic contenders, rookie ticket autos, prism autos, uh, short print prism serial numbers and prism silvers and optic hollows, uh, you know, optic hollows. like the black and white kind of looking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because. A lot of guys know those are even more rare. Yeah, those are even harder to pull. Um, those are great, great cards yeah. right there. Definitely. Number those. Super popular, you know. Cool. Well, um, I'm stoked. I'm ready to get my 100 cards listed. Um, 
and uh, see how this it, how we how it looks when we get back to it. I'm gonna do it too, man. I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna do another fastest way to list 100 cards. I've had a couple guys reach out to me with a couple of their methods as well. If you guys want to post, we have a eBay tips and trick channel in our Discord as well. Check it all out. Patreon.com slash football cards. Um, I'm going to try a couple new methods as well as my method that I learned from Jay here. Uh, last year, what I just showed you guys, and we're going to do another 100 cards and see, and then we can, um, we'll review them. Uh, yeah. And I'll be back see. on here in a week or two. See if anyone else in the chat takes the challenge and does 100 card. Uh, uh, well, I'm sure a bunch of people probably have way more of that already up, but see if anyone does it in the meantime. Yeah, and I need to do it, man. It's it's not only going to be um, it's we should have a, we should have a race in the Discord, and, <laughs> we and can do that. Know, we, we man, can hold each other accountable on that. Somebody, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we've yeah. got we've got you know channels for um, you know posting up our eBay stores and all that kind of stuff, uh, flips of the week and all that kind of good stuff. So we can hold each other accountable in there, and uh, we you know that way we'll get it done. When's the yeah. deadline to post a hundred cards? We should have a we should create a hard deadline. We should say mm -hmm. like, you know, on, honestly, like realistically, day? what what should we say? Two weeks? Two weeks is probably doable. Uh yeah, I'll just figure out a time of what I need to do each and I'll probably, I had I'm setting up a, a a little like staging area that I'm gonna be able to go to and just replicate the uh, the uh, the pictures pretty quickly. So um, I got the idea, like very similar to like with the ones that are already on there. So I can just go through and just pop them out really quickly. So let's say by June 26, in two weeks, Monday night, you and I will be back on here to review the hundred cards. It's two weeks, Ryan. You think we can do it? Hey, I'm down. If y'all are down, if y'all want to do, it, I will do. I'm gonna do it. Is a is a uh, hundred card bulk listing got it? <laughs> He's like bulk listing. <laughs> little little do you know, I have thirty five Jonathan Taylor rated rookies and forty two Justin Jefferson base mosaics. Here. <laughs> There's seventy seven of my cards. I'm gonna list with it. No, I'm just joking. No, yeah. I've got a bunch. Of, I've got look, dude. I just got this. I finally got another order in from Starstock. This is <laughs> this is the rest of everything that I had on Starstock. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure most of it, because they they had a little announcement that they were going to start charging me for um, the those cards I have like behind me. So a hundred is just like a fraction of that. So the least we can do is a hundred for in, in the next two weeks it'll be fun to see so yeah, everyone be honest honest we'll do it on the uh, on the honor on the honor mission or whatever you call it uh and do a, if you don't do 100 at least tell us what you got um and for everyone you're missing you have to give you have to it's one percent discount for each one you're missing <laughs> just yeah there you go <laughs> there you go yep and a star stock box reveal coming uh, later this week too so oh awesome yeah good show tonight ryan yeah had fun. Really fun. i really appreciate everyone let me uh come on and have a good time with everybody for sure yes sir we will see you guys next time happy Weeks. hunting out there Peace.